This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tracy Sandler, the founder and CEO of Fangirl Sports and specifically covers the Niners. So, Tracy, you were at the game. What was your perspective on that George Kittle grab for 30 yards? It was really unbelievable. It was one of those things that I was like, is he going to? No, he's not. Is he going to? Oh, my God. Yes, he is. George Kittle's going to catch that. And I would say, you know, there's no cheering in the press box. And the press box kind of erupted, not in cheers, but just in disbelief of like, oh, my God. How did he catch that? It was rather incredible. And as you said, it was a complete turning point in the game. The result is definitely a spark. And it was interesting to hear some of the Niners afterwards reference that moment. What do they have to say about mm-hmm. George's catch? Well, they, first of all, I thought it was so funny is every time Brock Purdy was asked about it, he would make this hand motion and be like, you mean the bobble? And, it was, <laughs> and he would bobble his hand. And I, I found that to be so funny. But everybody talked about really what a turning point it was. Of course, what an unbelievable catch it was. George Kittle was not, I think, I don't think he was the first, second, third, fourth, whatever read on that play. But he found space and he made a play as George Kittle is apt to do. And everybody just talked about it. It really was a turning point. And that's the thing with playoff football. At this point, everybody, for the most part, is really good. And when you have two very good teams, especially like these two teams with two very good defenses, it was going to have to be one big offensive spark. And when it was nine all, it felt like it's going to be whoever scores the next next touchdown that's going to win this game. And then that was the case. thought it was noteworthy that each time there was a turnover, the other team only managed a field goal. And and I saw you tweet uh-huh. at some point during the game, uh, field goal season, S-Z-N, yeah. uh, because that's what it was turning into, right? We have one touchdown in the first half, but it really operates more like a pair of field goals because there's no extra point. And then we have the one mm-hmm. touchdown drive in the second half. So putting it all together and now big picture, Tracy, what was the difference for the Niners in this game? Well, I think, first of all, in the second half, they just wore down the Cowboys. They kept, they stayed with their plan, and they just wore them down. The run game wasn't doing much in the first half, but you know they were able to wear them down a little bit. The defense was amazing. But here's what it comes down to, and this is always what it's going to come down to, especially the playoffs, turnovers. The Cowboys had two interceptions. The 49ers had that one fumble, which you know resulted, as you said, in three points. But when you win the turnover battle, you usually win the game especially at this point in the playoffs. Just out of curiosity, when Brett Maher had the first PAT blocked, what was the reaction around you? I mean, everybody, like, oh, not again. I mean, I personally <laughs> just felt for this guy. Yes. I, I, I thought to myself, I was like, I hope this game does not come down to one point because I would just feel so bad. And it, when he got the field goal, everybody was obviously very excited for him, but the field goals have not been his issue. It's been the, the PATs right. that have been his problem. But I, there was just, like, disbelief. But I just kept thinking to myself, 
don't let this game come down to one point. I would just feel so badly for this poor guy. Tracy Sandler is with us from the Bay Area after covering this divisional victory for the Niners over the Cowboys. Very slim margin for error, but the Niners Mm -hmm. extend their win streak. It's now 12 in a row before they hit the road to Philadelphia for the NFC Championship. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, The last time you and I spoke, it was the start of the Brock Purdy era. And yes, I'm I'm using my air quotations just for fun. (laughs) Uh, We talked about the fact that this young man was poised and calm and and what little you knew of him you shared with us but it was about his personality and thinking that uh, they really believed in him to be able to step into this role Ooh, hindsight is 2020 so now eight weeks later what do you think of the young QB well I think what's amazing about him and, and I've been saying this now for uh, I guess probably the last week or so and the thing that just stands out to me is how much trust Kyle Shanahan has in Brock Purdy. And today, I think we saw it a little bit differently. You know, he, he was really committed to the run game, and I know there were times in the game where people were saying, let him throw, et cetera, but we've seen him just trust him. And he, Kyle Shanahan even said after the game, your playmakers have to make plays, and George Kittle made the play that we need him to, play, to make like George Kittle does, but you also need the quarterback to get the ball to him, and the quarterback – helps those plays happen and you could just tell how highly Kyle Shanahan thinks of him and I think what you see is he doesn't look like a rookie there were times today more than any other week where he has looked somewhat like a rookie <laughs> last week there were times the first half that he looked somewhat like a rookie but the thing that stands out to me about him is how he responds that's the difference it's that he can make mistakes he held on to the ball too long at the end of the first half and he should have thrown it away, and Kyle Shanahan told him he should have thrown it away. George Kittle talked about after he should have, why did he throw the ball? He should have thrown it away. George Kittle made a joke, like, rookies, rookies, rookies. <laughs> but it's the way that Brock Purdy responds to mistakes that I find to be the most impressive thing because he responds like a veteran. He just doesn't get rattled. And so, like I said, we, see, we saw him look the most like a rookie today that he has, but at the end of the day, he got the job done, figured it out, and that was that. Well, if he looked like a rookie, then so did Dak Prescott, considering some of his mistakes uh, against this mm-hmm. Niners defense. And as you point out, it was one of those games that takes every ounce of energy. Christian McCaffrey talked about the intensity of it. So has there mm-hmm. been any indication from Brock about nerves or anxiety or anything like that about being on this stage for the first time? He, he certainly says no. Uh, Kittle said that, you know, he Kittle said that that was interesting, that he – has he felt like if he, if, if he needed to say something to Brock Purdy, he could say to him, listen, take a deep breath. It's going to be fun. You know, whatever it is, you're, get your head back. He didn't feel like he needed to do that at all today. He said that there was one time last week where Brock got in the huddle and said the play so fast that no one could understand him. And Kittle said to him, Brock, take a breath. But other, like, that's been like, that story is the one story in eight weeks of any sort of like nerves or anxiety. And he certainly, he doesn't seem like it. Either he is, a spectacular actor where he really is just fine. And he, he is looking at it as just another game. But, you know, I saw a graphic today. You're down to the final four, and your final four quarterbacks are Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Brock Purdy. And that's kind of amazing. And for I think, you know, you put him in that – I'm not saying that he is that caliber of quarterback, obviously, but I'm just saying, like, that's quite a group to be with. And 
I don't know, he's shown he can get the job done, and he seems to feel very confident he can. And why wouldn't he? He mm. has. He keeps doing it, so I guess why wouldn't he feel confident? Mm. Great story. Love that insight. Brock, take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy Sandler is with us from the Bay Area. Fangirl Sports and 49ers Fangirl Insider with us after our CBS Sports Radio. Uh, there's no way you can overlook the impact of Christian McCaffrey. And his joining the team coincides with the Jimmy Garoppolo injury and Brock Purdy taking over. So what type of influence, what type of next level production uh, has he brought to the table when it comes to what is an offense that has so many weapons? Well, one of the big things right off the bat is that he commands so much attention. So, but the thing with the 49ers offense and all the weapons, as you just said, is so if you've got all your attention on Christian McCaffrey or a fair amount of attention on Christian McCaffrey, well, then it leaves Debo Samuel open and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's that thing. The other part of it is he's just such a dynamic runner. And we saw it from him today and we saw it from Debo today. He just could, he could really make something out of nothing, but he's also a dynamic pass catcher. I mean, I believe that there was a play where they really needed to first down and it was third and long and they threw the, threw it to Christian McCaffrey, and he got it done. He, he got the ball, and they got a first down. And that's really incredible. He's just different. You just you see it, the talent, and the way he sees a field and his, his eyes, his vision. I don't just mean like 2020 vision. I mean his vision of the field and where he can make a play. It's really something to watch, and this offense works so well for him. I mean, I think he'd work well in pretty much any offense, but this offense works so well for him and the 49ers are finally at a place in the Kyle Shanahan era where they can properly utilize a Christian McCaffrey and it's made all the difference in the world for this team. The Niners now head to Philadelphia. The Eagles also like to run the ball and do the ball control game and they'll put together Mm -hmm. these drives that are 10 minutes. Uh, Jalen Hurts is clearly not missing a beat despite a couple of games away. How do the Niners match up with the Eagles in your opinion, Tracy, at least initially? Well, it's interesting because I actually I felt this way most of the season. They're built very similarly, these teams. Just yes. The way they're built, the way, the way that, like you said, with, with the run game, but just generally they match up so well against each other. I, Dallas had that to a point, but the Eagles probably even more so. So I think we're going to see you know, very similar offenses, very similar defenses. This is going to be a tough matchup. I, I do believe the 49ers – are a skosh better than the Eagles, you know, top to bottom in terms of and their roster and what they have going on. But, you know, it said all week that this, this Dallas Fortnite game was going to come down to defenses and the quarterbacks. And I think this Eagles game is going to come down to defenses and the run game. But these teams do match up very well against each other. They're very similar. So I think it's going to make for a very good football game. All right, let's talk about a couple of off-the-field or at least uh, not-on-the-playing-surface moments that were kind of cool before I let you go. George Kittle ends up catching the spike in the end zone from Christian McCaffrey. So Mm -hmm. same drive where he has the 30-yard reception off of his face mask, and McCaffrey spikes the ball so high that George is actually able to come down with it. It almost looks like he's making a catch. If you couldn't see where he was on the field, uh, it was perfect form. And then he gives the ball to Hall of Fame Jerry Rice. I don't know how many people could see that, if you could see it, but was there a reaction in the stadium? 
I you know what? I couldn't really tell if there was that much of a reaction in the stadium just because there was so much going on at the same point that same time. But it was a really cool moment. And and Jerry Rice is in you know, almost every 49ers game. And <laughs> it was even a cool mo- moment that I noticed last week and this week as the receivers come out of the tunnel and they're warming up here and they get in their huddle. Jerry Rice is like right outside the huddle clapping. And there's something kind of cool about that. But it is a cool moment. And Jerry Rice also had the most incredible change day I've ever seen was like a diamond encrusted 49ers on it. <laughs> so there was that, there was that as well. Just there's another little off the field story for you, but it was a cool moment. And it also kind of shows just the history of the organization and how the history and the present have kind of come together and the support that's there. And that's just kind of a cool thing too, especially on a day like this when they're playing the Cowboys and there's so much just story history going back to the catch uh, with, with mm. Adam, with these two organizations. Right. Two teams that have not won a Super Bowl going back to those early 90s days. And because of that, there's mm-hmm. always so much buzz around these two when they match up. Uh, Jerry Rice, you mentioned he's around all the time, but there was a lot of star power there. Could you feel that buzz in the stadium or even just the days leading up to this game? Absolutely. And you could really feel it today. The, the Joe Montana was on the field. Nice. Uh, Gabe Kapler was there today. Jock Peterson. I didn't, end up see, I didn't see them on the field, but I know that they were there, and there was definitely a lot of star power. It was a lot of excitement. You know, it was the last home game the Fort Adders will have this season, so there was something exciting about that as well. But there was definitely a buzz on that field pregame and excitement, and, you know, it, I think that they delivered. And I know there were people early on who felt like the game wasn't that great, but I think it was – I did think it was a good game, and I think when you put in the stakes – and the franchises and everything that went into it. And it, it, there, there was some weirdness. There was weirdness in last year's game, which is made for a, a fun day all around. But you could definitely feel the buzz in the stadium. For Ooh, sure. Lots of tension, lots of intensity, as McCaffrey points out. And ultimately, very little mm-hmm. margin for error. And the Cowboys just made a few more mistakes. But certainly the Niners deserve the credit for forcing the issue. All right, this Absolutely. was quite an afternoon. You can find Tracy on Twitter at 49ers Fangirl. And she not only is an insider and beat writer for San Francisco for the Fangirl Sports Network, but she's the founder and CEO of this network that continues to grow. We're always thrilled to have you on the show, Tracy. Thank you so much for a couple of minutes. Safe travels. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Amy. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 